Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash am I the jerk video. If you're out celebrating somebody else's birthday and you get drunk, would that make you the jerk? We've got an awesome story that'll let us be the judge, but first, a story from Concerned Father 256 Am I the jerk for wanting my sons to stop excluding my daughter? My wife and I have four children, three boys, 26, 25, and 23, and a girl, 20. Some of you might wonder if we kept trying until we had our daughter, and unfortunately, you'd be right. We've always wanted a daughter, and I'll admit that this desire made us less than ideal parents to our boys. We were so fixated on the idea of a daughter that we heavily favored her after she was born, much to the detriment of her brothers. Through therapy and counseling, we now know that we've made them their sister's scapegoat, turning our daughter not only into a spoiled golden child, but also a common enemy for the boys and the bearer of their resentment. Their childhood, I think, made them especially close as brothers, but it only served to highlight just how much they despised us and their sister. By the time we realized our mistakes, it was too late to undo the damage. The eldest two already cut us off, and less than two years of therapy and counseling did next to nothing for our youngest son. He graduated high school, and we never heard from him too, since. We're saddened that the boys couldn't find it in them to see that their sister is also a victim of our failures, but we agree to give them the space to heal at their own pace. This changed when we found out that our oldest is about to be married to his fiancée. We didn't even know he got engaged. We had to find out from a distant relative's congratulations post on Facebook. We were hurt, but mostly we understand that we no longer have the right to expect an invitation. We warned our daughter not to snoop and to just let whatever happens happen. She didn't listen. She found out that our oldest posted about how much he loves his brothers and couldn't choose between the two of them to be his best man, so he's going to have both of them share the same role in the wedding. Our daughter is understandably upset and sees this post as a deliberate snub to her. My wife and I do feel that the post is unnecessarily inflammatory and doesn't need to be posted to the public, regardless if he was expecting us to read it or not. We tried to contact the boys once more, and to our disappointment, the first thing they said to us in years is that we all are formally uninvited. Our daughter hasn't stopped crying since. Their mother and I have accepted our estrangement. It's the consequences of our own actions. But is it so bad for us to want for our daughter what the boys had found in each other? The way we see it, leaving things to fester might do just as much harm as trying to intervene at this point. So am I the jerk for reaching out to our sons on our daughter's behalf? I think Opie is the jerk for one very clear reason. Calling and asking about the wedding by itself isn't something that you would be a jerk for. But you find out that one of your kids is getting married and you reach out to them and your only thing is about how your daughter is excluded. Remember, the whole reason they're estranged as it is is because of the favoritism for the daughter. So imagine that son getting contact from their parent out of the blue about their wedding, and it's just all about can you and your daughter be invited because especially your daughter feels bad. 
What do you guys think? Is Opie the jerk here? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Resident Gate 4758 Am I the jerk for refusing to get rid of my plush toy when my roommate asked? I know this may sound childish, but let me explain. I, 18-year-old female, have frequent night terrors and have since I was around 12. When it got to the point that I wasn't sleeping because of them, my parents tried to find something like a comfort item that would help me get to sleep. I have a small plush bear that I've had for a few years now, and it's the only thing which I absolutely need most nights. I've been living in a small dorm for quite a while by myself. However, recently a transfer student, 19-year-old female, has moved into my dorm room. We have separate bedrooms and usually don't come into each other's rooms often. Last week, she came to me and asked if I was alright with her family, dad, mom, and one kid, coming around to visit for a few hours. I said I was A-OK with it, as long as she lets me know what day they were coming over. As I was cleaning up my room for this surprise visit, she notices my plush. She made a few comments about it being childish and old, but I didn't really mind. Just a few hours later, she came up to me and asked, Hey, so you know about my brother? I replied with, yes, what about him? She then asked if I could give him the plush as I didn't need it and it'd be in better hands with him. I tried to calmly explain that it was one of the few things I wouldn't give up easily as without it, I wouldn't be able to sleep or calm myself if I did have a nightmare. But she kept on with the same points about how I can just get another one, it's not a big deal. I eventually snapped and told her that I wouldn't be giving anything to her brother if she kept up with not listening to my reasoning before she scoffed and stormed off to her room. Again, I know it sounds childish and it probably is looking back on it, but am I the jerk for it? To some people it might just be a stuffed plush, but it's honestly way more than even like an item that you really like of yours. You could probably explain it away with an analogy like, let's say you go to a band's concert and you buy a shirt there that's only from that concert, and then so and so comes along saying, hey can you give that to my brother? It's just a shirt. You wouldn't want to give that up, right? Now, imagine that shirt is not only one of your favorite shirts, but is one of the only things that helps you regularly sleep at night. Now do you especially want to give it up? Needless to say, OP is definitely not the jerk. Our next story is from Just Came Here to Vote. Am I the jerk for being mad at father-in-law for spoiling our son's birthday surprise for us? A couple of weeks ago, it was our son's third birthday and we had a party at our house. Now our in-laws are very generous, to the point that we've had to ask them to stop buying our son toys because A, we have nowhere to store them, and B, it makes us buying him Christmas and birthday gifts really difficult. We don't earn a lot and we can't keep up with them. This birthday, we banded together. We all put in and got him a climbing frame and slide. His birthday rolls around and we've managed to build this thing and keep it hidden from him. The moment our in-laws arrived, father-in-law was trying to take him in the garden. I asked that he waited until my mom arrived as she'd bought him a sand pit that was out there too, and we all want to see his reaction to everything. He kept insisting our son wanted to go outside, but he was happily playing with his new cars, so I said leave him. Mom arrived 20 minutes later, she drove across the country leaving at 6 in the morning, and she just wanted to nip to the toilet before we all went outside. We were all talking and stuff while she went, and when she got back, she asked where our son was. He was gone, so was father-in-law, and the back door was open. By the time we got out there, he was already at the far end and had been down the slide. We all missed his entire reaction, but father-in-law was grinning at how happy he was. I left it at the time, I didn't want to cause a scene. But the other day, father-in-law asked if son was getting good use out of the slide they got for him. 
I reminded him that we also got him that slide, and thanks to him, we missed seeing him go on it for the first time. We can't afford to get him something that special again for a while, and he took that moment from us. He said I told him to wait until my mom arrived, and he did. He says he did nothing wrong, and my son was desperate to get outside, so he took him. That I have no right to be mad as I get to see him go on it every day. My husband's on my side, but his family thinks I'm being petty about it. I think OP is definitely not the jerk. Being somebody that loves to watch reactions from people who are like overjoyed from gifts, and I can only imagine how it would feel when it's literally your own son too, I would actually be steaming if I was forced to miss out on that opportunity like that. Meanwhile, watching the father-in-law standing there grinning like a total goof because they went and had that experience by themselves. Let me tell you, if I was OP, I would be hot with that father-in-law. It's like saying missing out on the chance to watch your baby's first steps don't matter because you get to watch 18 more years of footsteps till they move out and totally cut off contact with you. Sorry, I just got a little secondhand steam from the story. This next story is from Under Lilith's Wings. Am I the jerk for talking about the preacher's wife? For backstory, in March of 2019, I was going through a really rough time. I was also attending church at least once a week. One Sunday, I had a PTSD episode in church and retreated to the church bathroom. The preacher's wife accused me of demon possession, among other things that you really shouldn't do to someone who deals with PTSD. I told her that if anyone was acting demonic, it was her. She literally paid me $10 to leave for that service. After I was gone, she told several people that I socialized with that I was not allowed to come back without her permission. Not the pastor's, her husband, hers. Needless to say, my Sundays have been pretty free these last few years. Here's where I may be a jerk. I've been asked to stop telling this around town. Supposedly it hurts the church, hurts the pastor, hurts the feelings of people that I do still like who still go there, etc. Telling this story is being viewed as me being spiteful and vengeful. If you weren't trying to be a jerk, you would have just called the pastor and explained what happened instead of bad-mouthing the church. I think OP is definitely not the jerk, and just one experience alone like that is so damaging that it's literally bad enough that they're begging you to stop talking about it, because it reveals in that one experience alone how awful these people are and how dumb they are. PTSD being described as demonic possession. Even if she truly believed that, wouldn't the right thing be to have some kind of like prayer session? I don't know, exorcism? No, 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 let's just exile them and not invite them back. That's the Christianly thing to do. Love thy neighbor. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Snooze75132. Am I the jerk for blocking my mother for taking a gift that my boyfriend bought me? I, 23-year-old female, blocked my mother for taking a gift that my boyfriend gave to me for my birthday. I spent my birthday, April 13th, with my boyfriend a couple of days ago, and one of the gifts included a ceramic cupcake. About a month ago, we were sharing stories about our childhood when I mentioned a particular story that I didn't realize still bothered me. A long time ago, I went to a pottery shop where I painted a pre-made ceramic cupcake at my friend's birthday party. I chose the cupcake because you can store small things, for example, jewelry, in it. I worked really hard to paint it, and it looked really nice. It looked so nice that my mom wanted it for herself. So we played a game of cards. If my mom won, she got to keep the cupcake. If I won, I got McDonald's. 
Unfortunately, I lost. A year later, I talked to my mom about how I wished I didn't bet the cupcake, and she offered to play another round of cards. In the end, I won, but she refused to give the cupcake back. This resulted in an argument, but with me being a child, I couldn't really do anything about it. Fast forward to a month ago, I brought this up to my boyfriend while joking around. However, he said that I seemed really passionate about it when I was explaining it. So he tried to find something that matched my description, and considering that he's never seen it, I would say that he was pretty spot on. I really appreciated the gift, because it showed how attentive and caring my boyfriend was. As such, I kept the cupcake on my desk, so that when I'm studying for my final exams, I could look at it and be reminded of positive thoughts only. My mom came today, April 16th, to celebrate my belated birthday. When she entered my room, her eyes immediately went to the cupcake on my desk. So I explained to her the story behind it. She laughed and said, wouldn't it look nice if I had both? I laughed with her, but deep down, I was annoyed. Throughout the night, she kept making side comments about the cupcake, but I mostly brushed them off. When she had finally left my place, I entered my room to see that the cupcake was missing. I called her repeatedly until she finally picked up. At first, she said she didn't know where it was before finally admitting that she put it in her purse. She claimed that she wanted to take a picture of the two cupcakes together. I was so upset that I immediately hung up. My mom lives about two hours away and it would have been hard to get there without a car. This made me feel teary-eyed and eventually I started crying. Between this and final exams, I felt very overwhelmed. I sent her a text message basically saying how upset I was and she apologized but I was still upset. I told her, don't call or text me, send me an email if it's an emergency and blocked her phone number. However, after thinking about it, I'm starting to feel bad. Am I just overreacting? Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk and I think their feelings are extremely valid. Both times, those cupcakes really meant something to OP and their mom essentially went and took it from them. Both times, the second time not even fair and square. At least the first time they won a card game for it against their own kid. Over the threat of having to buy McDonald's for them no less. If she lost the first time, she probably would have bought you McDonald's anyways and taken the cupcake for herself. She clearly can't value how you feel and your feelings enough. And honestly, is it really worth your time to put up with somebody like that? That literally tries to take advantage of you and your stuff like that? Our next story is from BasicAd3497. Am I the jerk for refusing to sleep on the couch so my husband could have the kids sleep with him in the bed? The kids' ages are 4 and 6. My husband, 37, has terminal illness. His health got really bad after his most recent surgery. He had several surgeries, and he's on pain meds most of the time. We have two kids, and he started having them sleep in our bed after he got back from the hospital. I let him have them sleep there for a couple of days, thinking he must have missed them. But day three, I said they needed to go back to sleeping in their beds. He refused to let them and told me he wants them there every night. I told him it's unreasonable because the bed can't have four people on it. I don't want any of the kids, or possibly him, falling off the bed in the middle of the night. He suggested I sleep in the kids' room, but their beds are too small. He told me to start sleeping on the couch then, but I refused. He said that I'm being difficult and should understand that he may not be able to spend enough time with them, but I thought he was using his illness to his advantage by saying this. I refused to take the couch and said I have the right to my bed too. He begged me, which made me lose it and yell, for how long am I going to have to sleep on the couch? 
he yelled back, till I'm gone. I have to say that my heart sank upon hearing this. I didn't expect him to say this, especially not in front of the kids. I told him this is ridiculous, the answer is no, and that it's final. He yelled at me and then started guilting me, saying if the kids find out I was stopping them from spending time with their dad, then they won't forgive me their entire life. I threw my hands up and walked out. He's still insisting, and I keep saying no. I might be a bit selfish for not even considering his request, but I really find it a hard pill to swallow. I keep waiting for him to calm down to talk, but he's constantly moody and can get agitated pretty easily. I don't think OP's a jerk for wanting to sleep in their own bed and not wanting to sleep in a situation that is just unconventional. And there's definitely concerns to be had about the father's health and the kids sleeping there with them and, you know, what if something does happen? It's a really tricky situation and I feel for the lot of them and I just kind of wish them luck on trying to navigate how this should work. Our next story is from Grandad196. Am I the jerk for refusing to give my day off on Mother's Day to my coworker who lost her kid? I'm 22-year-old female, a full-time student working part-time. Last year, one of my coworkers, who I'll call Linda, 36-year-old female, lost her 8-year-old in an accident. We were terribly heartbroken because we'd met the kid a bunch of times before since she was a single mother and sometimes had to take him here. As contribution, we signed off some of our paid days off so she could take some time. She came back two months after. I've been working here since I turned 17 years old and when I was 19, we had a change of boss. She basically made Mother's Day, Christmas, and New Year's something we all deserved and not only the people with kids. She said that if people had kids, then we obviously had a mother and we deserved to spend the day with her. However, she made the compromise to send the list of names a month before so people could trade them. Well, aside from some guys who already gave their day, I'm the only non-mother who has it. My mother's still alive, but I went no contact with her a few years ago. Either way, I think it'll be nice to have a day off to prepare for my finals. Some of my mom co-workers asked for the day, and I politely said no. Well, Linda approached me and said this will be her first Mother's Day without her son, so she wanted to ask me if I could trade her day with her. Again, I said no and told her how sorry I was. She said thanks and went back to her space. Then one of the other moms, who already traded her day with one of the guys, said I was a jerk for not giving it to her since I don't even talk to my mom anymore and just for that I don't deserve it. I asked why she didn't give her day off and her answer was that she's a mother of five. Some are agreeing that I should have let her have it because she lost her child but some other, including my boss, said that I'm entitled to keep it and should do it because I'll be using the day for something important too. Linda's been silent since she asked last Wednesday and my other co-workers calling me a jerk so I'm not sure. I personally think OP's not a jerk. If you get a day off, you deserve to be able to have that day off. If you decide to give that day off to Linda, I think you'd be a great person for doing so, but you're not entitled to. And it doesn't make you a jerk for not wanting to give that day off. And frankly, this system the company has is really weird. Basically like, sorry Jim, your mom's dead, you can't have this day off. What kind of system is that? You gotta just start giving your employer information about your parents and their living situation to like get a day off? Our next story is from throwaway account MIL2. Am I the jerk for not carrying on my family's tradition? I'm 18 year old female. My family has a tradition that goes back five generations. And that is the oldest of the family joins the military, only the four main branches. 
My mom was in the army and retired as a major. My grandpa was in the air force and retired as a colonel, I believe. My great-grandpa was in the navy. My great-great-grandfather was a marine. And my great-times-three grandfather was also a marine. My family is very proud of this fact and has been throwing this in my face since I was fresh out the womb. With the school year coming to an end and I turned 18 last month, my mom's been forcing me to do fitness courses and buying textbooks to help me study for the ASVAB. Now, I would have rebelled against this a while ago, but sadly my younger brother passed away a few years ago and it was really hard on my parents, so I've just been going along with this until now. Last week, I overheard my mom talking on the phone to a recruiter talking about my options for possibly becoming an officer. I guess the realization finally hit. I told my mom I'm not joining a few days ago, and a huge fight happened. But I basically wasted her time, and she called me a disappointment. But I think I have a right to choose. Honestly, some traditions aren't meant to last. And frankly, this is not a sustainable tradition. When you have a tradition that is going to control the shape and direction of someone's life, it shouldn't be too much of a shock that it's going to get broken. We're only here for one life. Do what makes you happy with your life and don't let this tradition be what forces you to do something that you're not happy doing. Our next story is from ThrowawaySammy757. Am I the jerk for telling my fiancé to get over himself? I'm engaged to my fiancé, Sam, 41, and we're getting married soon. I'll say that he was married before and had a 13-year-old son who passed away four years ago. Let me tell you, he's still pretty much grieving. Not judging him for that, but his grieving can and will cloud his thinking sometimes. We're currently in the wedding planning phase. He asked that we reserve a chair at the venue for his deceased son. I was dumbfounded when I heard this, but he said that he knows his son will be there for him spiritually, and he'd like to reserve a seat for him out of respect, and to make him feel included. I tried to be gentle because this seemed insane and told him we can't do that because guests will be asking questions and will think he's mentally unstable. I asked him to let go of this idea, but he offered a compromise by leaving the last chair in the very back empty so no one will notice. I felt uneasy and asked him to just let it go, but he kept bringing it up saying he gets a say since it's his wedding and his son was and will always be family. I had a fight with him, telling him it's my wedding too and I don't want people to laugh at us. He said I have nothing to lose if I say yes and that I'm being selfish. I snapped and told him to get over himself, and he got quiet suddenly and stopped arguing, then shut down completely. I then heard him sob while he was smoking outside and refused to speak to me, didn't even let me sit with him. He's been like this ever since the fight and has been avoiding me. I could have blown this out of proportion, but I thought his request will weird out many guests and make our wedding a laughing stock. I'm sorry, but I think OP is definitely the jerk. While it may be very true that they're still grieving, and maybe this is a decision that they're making because they're still grieving, I don't think it's that weird of a thing to do. And I think if there's anybody that's going to laugh over something like that, they're kind of messed up in the head. First of all, if you go to a wedding and you see an empty chair, who thinks anything of that? Even if they didn't know what the significance was, they would look at it and think, oh, I guess somebody didn't show up. I really just can't understand OP's arguments, and I think it's a touching tribute to their son. I actually think OP's being quite a huge jerk about this one. Like, this might be something that you're not able to take back, no matter how much you apologize for it, if you even do. 
If I was OP's partner in that situation, that moment where OP stood up and snapped at them over this would be replaying in the back of my mind every so often for probably the rest of the time I was with them. What do you guys think? Was the partner reasonable with this request? Was OP being the jerk? Let me know down in the comments. Our next story is from RegularRich9888. Am I the jerk for being upset at my brother and my sister-in-law for their dream wedding opinions? We all come from a very traditional and family-centric culture. Weddings are usually about family in our culture, as if it's a big reunion. The ideal wedding is more than 200 plus guests, and you're frowned down upon if it's less guests, especially if family is excluded. I'm of the belief that culture is very important. My wedding was amazing, and I made sure to make it both about me and my husband, but also about our families. We never agreed with the whole, the wedding's only about the couple mindset. Nobody in our family agreed. So now my brother and his fiance are about to get married in some months. I had a birthday dinner a few days ago, and my parents, my brother, and his fiance were invited. On the wedding topic, I asked them their honest opinions on what their dream wedding would look like. My brother asked me if I really wanted his honest opinion, and I said yes, not expecting what I was about to hear. His dream wedding would be to invite everyone in our family on the church so they could attend the ceremony, but they wouldn't want a party or a reception afterwards. And the ideal thing would be to either gather with some friends at home and have some drinks and food, or rent out a small place like a restaurant or tavern for just them and their 10 to 15 closest friends and have dinner or a beer and then just go home. They said that they're not doing that though because they feel basically forced to please family due to our culture and that it's no point talking about that because if they had their dream wedding, we'd constantly nag them. My parents and I took great offense on those opinions. Opinions that my sister-in-law basically agreed on and said that's her dream wedding too because she can't stand family pressure. We explained to them that that's not a wedding, that's just a night out, and it's ridiculous how young people have so little value for weddings and family nowadays. They said we're being the jerks for being upset because we asked for their honest opinion and they have it. Well, I'm not quite sure what answers OP's looking for, but I'm going to say that they are the jerk and honestly the crowd that you're going to get posting this is probably not going to tend to agree with your family traditional culture. Personally, I think if somebody wants to have a wedding, they should be able to have whatever wedding they want and in that situation, you were asking for their dream wedding and they told you straight up, you don't have to rip them apart for it and that does make you a jerk. Our next story is from Unusual Committee 752 Am I the jerk for repurposing my mother-in-law's gift after she gave my daughter a gift card to pierce her ears? Our daughter, who just turned 10, does not yet have her ears pierced. This is extremely unusual in my husband's side of the family, as all the girls tend to get their ears pierced as babies. My mother-in-law and all my sisters-in-law have their ears pierced numerous times, and it seems to be a tradition. All my nieces have at least two or three holes in each ear, and some are even younger than my daughter. My mother-in-law has been asking when I will get my daughter's ears pierced ever since she was born. I told her I prefer to wait. She did back off for a while, but the topic came up again recently as my daughter started to ask when she can get her ears pierced. I was considering allowing her to get it done, but was thinking it might be a good gift when she becomes a teenager. Word got out that my daughter wanted her ears pierced, and my mother-in-law jumped right on this. We had a birthday dinner for my daughter a couple of weeks ago, and my mother-in-law said she had a very special gift. 
I have to say she was generous because there were two pairs of gold earrings and a gift card for some accessories place that does ear piercings for like $150. There was a note with the gift card saying that this was for ear piercings. My mother-in-law then told her that she can use this to catch up to her cousins and made a comment about how one of her aunties had like five piercings in each ear around the same age. I was very annoyed because it appeared my mother-in-law made the decision that my daughter could get her ears pierced. I told my mother-in-law that $150 is a lot to get your ears pierced. And she said my daughter can either get an expensive set of earrings but she would really prefer if she gets a few ear piercings, so she has something fun to appreciate with her cousins. This even frustrated me more because I felt my mother-in-law is interfering with something that was not her business. I later told my daughter that I would rather her wait for her to get her ears pierced. She was disappointed, but I said we'll store away the earrings for later, and we could use the voucher to buy some necklaces and bangles, as well as some gifts to give to friends when we attend other parties. Well, my mother-in-law visited us yesterday. She asked daughter if she had used her gift to get her ears pierced yet, and my daughter showed she hadn't, and told how we ended up spending the gift card. I could hear my daughter tell my mother-in-law from the next room that she would like to get a few ear piercings, but I wouldn't allow. My mother-in-law got upset at how I abused her generous gift, and started having a go at me about being overly uptight about just a few earrings. She also told me that she put a lot of thought on the gift and I was very ungrateful. She also said that if we weren't going to use it for the intended purpose, I should have just returned it so she could use it for my nieces. She ended up leaving early. Am I the jerk for not using the gift in the manner intended? I would say OP is the jerk. Are you the jerk for not getting your daughter's ears pierced when that was the intention? I don't think so, but it is a jerk move to be told these earrings and this $150 was spent for this purpose than to take it and go spend it on necklaces and bangles and basically later on tell the mother-in-law to their face that they just went on a shopping spree with it instead. I'm kind of curious what you guys think. How old should somebody be before they're able to pierce their ears? Let me know what you guys think in the comments. If a 5-year-old really wants to, is that okay? Or is it kind of weird? If a 10-year-old wants to, is that okay? I'd like to know what you guys think. And our final story of the day is by Thin Molina. Am I the jerk for getting drunk on my husband's birthday? He wants to go to a previously decided casual, like fast food casual, restaurant. It's a couple hours before, and I'm drunk. By the way, it's just us. It's not like we're meeting people. He says he doesn't want to go with me like this, and that I ruined his birthday. Like, literally no one would notice because it's freaking Panda Express, and why does it matter? I'm very chill when I drink. Even he didn't know that I'd been drinking until I told him. It's just the knowledge of that that made him like, No, I don't want to be around you. Huh? To add context, he doesn't drink and doesn't even know if I've had drinks until I tell him. But then he's immediately opposed to it, but he doesn't like it. I'm gonna say OP is the jerk here just because... You know that you're going out, it's your husband's day and they just want to do something special for them. And the question really is, why are you drunk to begin with? Are you getting drunk just to like, put up with the experience of going to Panda Express with your husband? Is it too weird to not want your partner drunk while going out on their birthday? Just to have a nice night out? There might be a greater issue at hand here that is upsetting the husband too. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. 
And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.